When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't look now, but the Portland Trailblazers are 4-0 for the first time since the 1999-2000 season when they reached the West Finals. Dame time is back. Anthony Simons was on fire last night against Denver. And how about that Blazers defense? We are going to dive into all of that and more here on the Blazer Focus Podcast brought to you by Zoom Care. I am Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Live. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Craig Bernbach. Now, Craig... You know I'm on cloud nine. Oh, I know you. I'm unabashedly an Anthony Simons guy. He's been my dude since draft day 2018. He got off to a little bit of a slump this year other than the game-winning bucket against Phoenix. Then he went off last night, six threes in the third quarter, 22 points to lead this team to a 135-110 win over a very good Denver team to move to 4-0. And that includes two wins, counting the Phoenix win, against two legitimate West contenders. Your initial reaction to the start for this team, Craig. So uh, I would say the cool thing is Anthony Simons uh, taught LeBron James his name last night because LeBron, LeBron uh, unfortunately tweeted Simons. uh, I mean, Simmons instead of Simons and that fixed Did he really? Uh, Yeah, he did. (laughs) He said Anthony Simmons is on fire. Uh, Then he fixed it. Uh, I will, uh, my initial reaction is wow. Like just wow. And, um, and going back to our podcast, Matt, your whole thing is don't fall, you know, more than five games below 500. So and as soon as they won last night, I was like, oh, according to Fetris, they got to lose nine straight to be in trouble. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that you can't, you can't ask for, a, you know, obviously better than a 4-0 start. Uh, coming into the Denver game, you know, I had tweeted that they haven't been perfect, right? They, it was, nothing was perfect. But they've been good enough to be at that point three and zero. Last night, I thought they were perfect. I mean, I really do. I think that everything went right. Dame was Dame. Anthony Simons, you know, looked like an all star at least for you know uh, twelve minutes. Um, Grant and Hart were glue. The defense was rock solid, and the role players did exactly what you expect from them. And they blew out the Nuggets. You know, I mean, I think that uh, – oh, and and everything Chauncey did was magic. I mean, he made some changes and adjustments. He put people in. He took people out. And whatever he did worked. The only thing that didn't work is uh, – we'll talk about it. Nurkic couldn't make a layup, you know, for a while there. But other than that, other than that, perfection, right? 
we're going to go through all the little things that are going well, little and big things that are going well for this team. Uh, first, let's go to the big five because at the beginning of the season, I wrote a five part series and we talked about here on the podcast what these five things had to all go right in order for this team to contend. And let me be clear, we're not declaring them contenders. They are the only remaining undefeated team in the West. And the only other undefeated team in the league is Milwaukee at 2-0. But we are four games in. That's like being up in the first quarter of the first NFL game of the season (laughs) in terms of four games (laughs) out of 82. Like, at some point, they're going to lose four in a row. So, you know, it's going to balance out. And we'll see how they do for the other 74. But my point is is that, yes, they're off to a 4-0 start. But we're not declaring them contenders. But if you look at the things that we talked about, most of them are checking to be true. And they're 4-0. So one was Dame. Being Dame, oh my God, he's an MVP candidate. Check. Two, Nurk li- living up to his contract. Semi-check, we'll talk about that. Jeremy Grant being that dude, oh my God, he's the perfect fit for this team. Anthony Simons filling CJ's shoes. I say check, even though he's, his shooting percentages aren't where they need to be. He has a game winner, and then he went off last night. And then Billups and the D, double check. They're ninth in defensive rating. So let's start with Dame. Uh, since I introduced this, I'm going to let you go first because I, I have a few things to note about Dame. So, you know, game one, you're like, huh, what's going on, right? You know, good game, good win, but yeah, not so good. Okay, <laughs> two, three, and four. Okay, hello. I saw a stat that he's basically, when he's defended, <laughs> when he's defended, he's shooting 77% or 78%. <laughs> and the league shooting 77% from free throws. Uh, so I think that says something. His speed, I mean, we knew I wasn't that worried about the shot. I mean, the step back, you don't do what Dame did with that step back. That's the and and that go away even when injured. But he is getting to the rim, Ventress, mm-hmm. with bursts of mm-hmm. speed and doing that lefty going to that left side and using that lefty layup that he was doing when he was scoring fifty. Yeah. Right, like okay. You're going to come up on me because you don't want me to pull up from from Dame, t- you know, from you don't want me to logo Lillard you. OK, step up, step up, dude, because if you're not going to double team me right off the top, I'm going right by you and I'm going to and I'm going to hit the lefty layup. The other part about what I love about Dame is, I mean, he's averaging 33 a game. Obviously, if if the, if the season ended today, the Blazers are the best team in the league and Dame's the exactly. MVP. Like, you know, that's what we're I mean, that's what we're evaluating. Right. Uh, but. But what I love is the leadership. When, when, when Ant was going off, he was just, you know, going crazy, shoving Anthony, you know, pushing him. He's his biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, game on the line, he gave the ball up to Simons and let him win it. I mean, that's leadership right there. And, and it's not just leadership in cheering for your opponent. He knows who he can count on. Like he's figured it out. He eventually mm-hmm. learned that he can count on CJ and he's telling the world, oh, don't worry. I've seen this. Ant's got this. I'm going to let him go and take care of that because I'm confident that he can win the game for us or he's going to make those, you know, 30 footers. So I just completely love that. Other times I've seen him just get in Nurk's face, getting on the defensive end. Like when there was a obvious, you know, miscommunication, he is doing what Dame does um, right off the bat. And I love it. And right. But health wise, when I see that speed and him going to the rim, I'm like, okay, he's feeling fine. He's not hesitating at all. Yeah. hundred percent, Craig. Um, and also the, the, you know, when he got denied the inbound play and Grant got the ball against the Lakers, Dame was yep. like, 
I might go back and try and get it. But I was like, nah, he's got this. And he took LeBron to the hole and scored over Anthony Davis. And then the six threes Simon's hit four were assisted by Dane. Like he was just like looking for him, just get, getting the ball in his hands as quickly as he could to get it to Simon's, which obviously showed the trust and that he recognized, yeah, his guy was hot. And th- the thing, the thing I did want to say is that people were just bugging the hell out of me since last year with this whole Dane might be done thing. They should have traded him, blah, blah, blah. Because in order for you to believe that, you had to have believed that he was lying about his injury and his injury wasn't bothering him and that he wasn't going to feel better physically coming off that injury. And if you were focusing on his stats from last year, then you were just ignoring some obvious things that were there. Like there was a four game stretch before he really started becoming debilitated where he was 47% from the field, 44% on threes. They won four in a row. Then even in December, which led to him, I think they lost 11 of 13. CJ was out. There was all sorts of COVID situations. They were a mess. Uh, and But that month he shot 36% from threes which is below his normal, but still 36% and averaged 29.6 points per game. Like he was flashing there about being still Damian Lillard. And so the idea that he wasn't going to return to that was just hilarious to me. And he is like, he's even better now than he's been ever. Now we're four games in, right? But he, this is his great best start probably ever. And he's shooting 50% from the field, 40 on threes, averaging 33 and five. He's back to being logo Lillard. Well, actually logo Lillard hasn't yeah, quite he returned hasn't done yet. Logo. He hasn't done logo, but he's hit some deep threes, some like, you know, in your face, I'm going to jack this up and, and nail it threes. So, and, and then, like you said, the, the quickness to the basket, I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse there, but yes, that is clearly back. And he, as, as Bill said the other day, he's putting teams on notice. Now let's get to number two real quick, Nurkic. Nurkic yeah. is such an enigma to me, but I, the, okay, he's shooting 41.7%. He was not blessed with a deaf touch around the rim. He just, we all know <laughs> that. Now he's going to be better than that. He's going to get up over 50. You would like him to be, given the shots he'd take, to be in the 60s, which if he were, He'd be an all-star right? because everything else would match up. The points would be in the 20s and he's, he already does the rebounding. But my thing is, if he's giving you a double-double and giving you any kind of defensive presence in the paint, then you're fine because you don't need him to score a lot as long as he's not sh- shooting the ball too much. He's only shooting the ball nine times per game. If he's only getting nine shots and he's still giving you 12 and 12 I think you're fine, plus they have the ability to go small ball. So I'm not going to say that he checks the box of living up to his contract because 41.7% for a center is pathetic. And I say that with all due respect and love. <laughs> but but uh, but at least he's he's giving you other things that matter. And what people need to do with Nurkic is just – oh, nine turnovers too. That's not good. People need to just forget the fact – or just accept the fact he's never going to be great. He'll show you greatness for 20 times a year. He'll be good 40 times a year. And then 20 times a year, you're going to go, what the hell is he doing? And that's just Nurkic. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't know how a center can shoot 42%. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just not, it's not fathomable how it happens. Uh, but I'll say this. Uh, Jokic had, you know, a terrible game last night and he fouled out. So I got to give right. some credit to Nurkic. I got to give some credit. to Now, obviously I watched the game. You know, Jokic wasn't Jokic last night. Like there was something not great and he got in foul trouble, but whatever, you know, you play, you play the game. We saw it. He, Nurkic outplayed Jokic last night. So other than missing every layup until he made the hardest layup uh, while falling down from not getting hit, but getting the foul called, um, you know, it's just, 
Yes, I think you're right. It doesn't matter if they win. Um, I don't think he's going to make or break this team uh, this year, but he doesn't have to be great. He just has to not be terrible. And he can even be terrible sometimes when they go small. But no, I'm not giving him a check. Uh, I can't give a center a a check. A semi. You can give him a semi. I'm sorry. He's 12 and 12. He's 12 and 12. And you just said he's giving him some I guess you're right. You're right. I'll give him a semi check. Yes. I'm you know, sorry. He's a center. He shoots 42%. Like that's, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like it's not possible. Like he literally shoot, he literally shoots from the rim. What Damian Lillard shoots from three. I mean, it's just not, you can't do it, but yes, semi check. I'll go that way. Next one, you know, Jeremy Grant, double check. It's just literally what we would have drawn literally figuratively, whatever. It's exactly what we would want. You know, if you're saying this is what I want from Jeremy Grant, that's what we're getting. That's what you're getting. I mean, he's doing everything. He won a game. He's unafraid. He's unafraid. You know, he'll guard anybody and he went right at LeBron to win a game. So uh, he does all the little things. He hustles back on defense. Um, He goes hard to the rim. He, you know, he's going to have a game where he's going to get 30. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have a couple. Love everything he's doing. 100%. I've been a big Jeremy Grant guy since it was even rumored he might come. And the big thing for me, you know, he's 17 and four. You know, the rebounds, I'd like to see more rebounds, but that's maybe just not him, as you and I have discussed, as you have brought up. Um, I discussed, you agreed finally. (laughs) Well, I still think he can get more, but you're right. It's just not, it may not necessarily just be his in his makeup. But regardless of that, my big thing with him was improving the efficiency. You know, in Detroit, when he was the guy, he was at uh, 43% from the field, 35 on threes, which isn't awful, but, you know, you need better than that. And so far with Portland, 47.6% from the floor, excuse me, yeah, and 50% on threes. If he's giving you that brand of efficiency, playing off Dame, playing off and and playing off the passing ability of Nurkic, who's averaging four assists per game, by the way, which is why he deserves at least that semi-check. Oh, wait, I think he, yeah, something like that. Anyway. Um, then yeah, he's, he's perfect. And he's, he's athletic. He's, uh, he's, he's making plays on defense. He's blocking shots. He's just doing a little bit of everything and, and things that the Blazers weren't getting in the past from certain people who just didn't have his level of athleticism and tenacity. He, he gets after it. And so he's, he's a double check for me. Like he's, he's giving them everything they could have asked for and more. You know, Simon's. Would have gotten a semi check until last night, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, yeah. okay, there it is, and, and you know, and that it just didn't roll in the first, you know, he won the game, so that gets you, that gets you there. But last night was exactly uh, what we were looking for: those two guys playing in perfect rhythm, um, playing off each other. When Lillard was hot, he went. When Simons was hot, he went. I love the confidence to shoot the, the first one that got him really started where he kind of turned one down, took a couple dribbles, set himself up. And I mean, it's just such a beautiful shot. It's like no motion and the ball goes, doesn't even hit the net. You know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing when he shoots it and it goes in. Uh, I love the fact that he did a heat check, you know, good for you, dude. Like go. And if he didn't, Damien would have killed him. Um, right. Liked everything. I, you know, we need to see a little bit of, what it looks like um, more when Dame's not in the game and how he's running the offense, if we're going to nitpick. But uh, yeah, I mean, he wants, 
he was an all-star last night, right? I mean, he wants to be an all-star last night. He played like one. Um, and he showed, he showed the league that, you know, even with Dame on the court, you better watch out for me because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you if you think you can concentrate on, on just Dame and that, you know, that backcourt, as you've said before, it has the potential to be better than CJ and Dame. And that was a pretty darn good backcourt. Yeah, through the first three games, he was shooting twenty-eight point. Excuse me, 20.8% on threes. Uh, he had a solid game against Sacramento, and I think he was combined 10 for 34 against the Lakers and Phoenix, although he did hit the winner against Phoenix. And last night, he broke out of it. Now he's shooting 33% on threes. You know, look, this guy's a career 40% three-point shooter. The 20% wasn't going to hold up. Uh, he'll be fine as the year goes along. But you still you need to see it. You need to see him make plays in meaningful games last year everything he did for two months were pretty were meaningless games I mean, even even though they, and the thing is they were winning with him leading the team with Nurkic and Dame out and CJ playing just partially before he got traded and then they shut everything down so those games didn't mean anything now he's playing meaningful games along as a starter alongside Lillard and he still has to prove that he can do night in and night out what CJ was doing and it was funny last night because someone was asking Dame about you know have you ever you know seen something like that like that before and I was like but the CJ, but CJ doesn't exist now. Cause and what came into my mind was when CJ went off for like 50 something against the bulls a few years ago, uh, like through three quarters. <laughs> right. And then Dame brought that up. It was kind of funny for me only because my son is a big CJ fan and I took him to that game. And he was trash talking to me the entire night. I almost <laughs> left him at the arena. I was like, boy, you say one more thing. You're going to be walking home. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Dame's like, yeah, I was, I've seen this before and he couldn't even remember the last time he, now, the first time he'd been that hot, but clearly he's done that before too. But seeing it from Simons in a meaningful game against Denver at, at halftime, I tweeted something like, "It's clear Denver's better, right?" <laughs> and then, like, it's a reverse jinx for the Blazers because after that, they just dominated. And I do think though, Denver might be better, but if the Blazers yeah. are playing like they're playing right now, they can definitely beat anyone. And that brings us to our our next point here, and that's the defense and Chauncey Billups. So, you know, of, of all the things we talked about, all of that could exist. And if the D were as bad as it's been the last few years, they're 2-2. Two and two. They're not 4-0. But they are 4-0 largely because right now they have the number nine rated defense in the NBA at 108.6. My goal for them coming in was around 12, which was a good – last year I think you had to be right around 109. So they're, they're on pace for that. Uh, but they look completely different. They are contesting – uh, shots, they are, if they're stopping the first action, as Billups likes to talk about, they're making sure they also go to the second action. There's no laziness. They're all determined. You see them locking in. Uh, you see Dame and Ant locking in, which, you know, they're not going to be great defenders necessarily, but as long as they're being locked in, they're athletic enough to at least be somewhat disruptive. Uh, and it, it was obvious. And and they they handcuffed Jokic last night. He had nine assists and nine rebounds, but he could not get off shots. I think he only took four shots or something like that. Uh, so the D is money. Can it hold up? I don't know. We'll see because people are going to adjust right to them. But man, they look amazing. And when you when you compare it to what they look like in the preseason, it's just astonishing to me. Phillips is holding out because that's not how he coached <laughs> in the preseason at all. And maybe he was. And, uh, you know, the defense, all you said was true. I'll say this about Chauncey, like the whole time we're like, can he coach? We know he, you know, he was mic'd up last night. 
Um, I know you're at the game, so I don't know if you got to see this stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, every all the players love him from both teams. Now, obviously, he's taking on Denver. You know, it's his base. You know, his home. So he had extra reasons to connect. But everyone loves Chauncey. But the question is, okay, can he coach? And through these first four games, he went small and won a game. You know, he mm-hmm. he he decided uh, to defend. You know, have Nurkic defend Russell Westbrook. You know, I mean, those are coaching things. Won the game, possibly. Uh, halftime adjustment against Denver, obviously. You know, it certainly helped that Dame, you know, hit that shot at the buzzer after a, a foul that he didn't think he committed, and they missed both free throws. And then he comes down, hits a layup at the buzzer. That got the Blazers on the right track. But whatever, man, they came out on fire in the third quarter, and uh, evidence. Evidence shows that the coach talks to them at halftime. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying like that, I, I saw things and I'm a, I, and I'm a schmo, right? Like I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm a guy that sat, the, I sat on the bench for a division one team and went through coaches meetings as a manager at University of Rhode Island. So I'm not completely, a complete oblivious, moron. right? <laughs> right. But I, I'm not a guy that's going to, you know, be able to tell you, you know, break down tape the way a, a, an NBA scout can or something like that. But even a casual fan can see that there were decisions made in the game by the coach that positively affected the outcome. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. And then, you know, so your checklist gets basically, it's an a minus. The only thing that we're not given a full check is to Nurk. Um, But the, the other stuff, you know, Josh Hart, I mean, just a huge uh, part of the, the winning his, his energy. Look, he can't shoot so good. He's not a great shooter, but but he is. He's a good shooter, though. He's not. He's not. I mean, we say he can't shoot so good. He's a career thirty, what thirty seven from three, I think. Go ahead. I'm though. just saying, like that's he's doesn't he's not playing off that though. Was what I'm saying. Like he's not. He doesn't. He's rebounded like a power forward. Right. He's older. He's Otis Thorpe out there. I mean, the guy's getting <laughs> rebound after rebound. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, like he in a guard in a point guard. You know, sort of position playing forward. Like he doesn't have a position. He's just like, oh, what do we need? Oh, you can score. You could score. You could score. Oh, you know what? Craig says that Grant, not a great rebounder at that position. I guess I'll pick up the slack there. And that's what he does. <laughs> I mean, he's averaging a double double and, and, you know, he's killing it on, on the defensive board. So, like, so it's not a, even if Grant doesn't pick it up, it doesn't matter. So I just love how Hart's playing. And the rest of the guys, role players are filling in. But what I love is they're finding sharp minutes. And I really hope that doesn't change when Peyton comes back. Because I am loving to see that guy in getting you know 10 to 15 minutes a game and not getting embarrassed on defense and giving us a little taste every game of something. So do you think that will yeah. continue? Do you think it'll continue when uh, Peyton comes back? Uh, yeah, I think Sharp's going to get his minutes. I mean, he's getting, I mean, he's getting uh, 15 a game, which is what I thought he would get even before <clears throat> Peyton was shut down for a while. So yeah, I still think Sharp's going to get it, find his minutes. They can always, you know, you can always take one or two minutes from several people to, to spread those minutes around even more. I mean, right now you've got Dame at... Uh, Dane's playing a lot of minutes. Those could come down a little bit, maybe. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I think Sharp will remain involved because he's playing well. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. He's shooting fifty-seven percent on threes, four of seven. He's clearly 
just amazingly athletic. He is fouling a lot, 10 fouls in only, you know, a hand, he's only playing, like I said, 15 minutes a game. So that's a lot of fouls. Um, so no, but he, he's, he has a chance to be special. Like to me, his floor is Bonzi Wells, uh, who was obviously really good. Uh, but I just, the, the mental makeup of this guy, which is a big part of why they drafted him. Like they, they, they were not going to draft any fools. And this kid is, is a very grounded young man thus far. And so, yeah, I think he'll definitely remain in the mix because he's, he's earning those minutes. And that was my big thing. He's going to play the amount of minutes he earns. If he's out there shooting 25%, then yeah, he's not going to get as many minutes as for heart. Look, man, one of the, you know, people threw a fit over that trade and I didn't understand it. And it just showed the lack of vision and heart having Simons at the two and heart playing makes you better than having CJ at the two. That's not saying that CJ right now isn't better than Simons and isn't better than Hart. It's just that what are you getting? If I'm getting scoring from Simmons and I'm getting uh I said Simmons myself. I got the LeBron yeah, bug. Look at from you. Simons. Sorry, from Simons. And I'm getting what everything Hart's bringing, which you just talked about. I'm taking that. And he's not like to, to me, rebounds are overrated these days because hardly any of them, any of them are contested. But he's going in there and grabbing offensive rebounds. He has nine and getting them over much taller people. And when he grabs them, those dudes are looking around like, where the hell did you come from? Well, I'm hustling. That's what I'm doing. That's my job is to hustle and do all these little things. And he's only taking 32 shots. He's not shooting a lot, but he's hitting on 53%. So when he does shoot, he's maximizing uh, the shot and, and, and scoring. He's got five steals. He's got how many blocks does he have? I'm trying to look at blocks here. Oh, he's got zero blocks. He sucked. No, he's got five steals. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he's just, I mean, you hate to say it because it's kind of cliche. He's, he's that perfect glue guy. And he's exactly why... He's doing exactly what Billups expected him to do when Billups and Cronin said, we want heart in this deal, along with the trade exception that they used to get Grant. It's just paying off hugely. And just think, they still have a defensive stopper, a backcourt defensive stopper coming, and this defense is only going to get better. Yeah, and that leads to the concerns. And the truth is, after four <laughs> games, there just aren't many concerns, right? So. um I mean, I said Nurk is nurked it at times, so you're always worried about that. But as we discussed, not that big a deal. Um, you know, the fine. defense, yeah, the defense still has holes. We, it's just not proven yet. And there's been, there's been some times where you're like, whoa, that was too easy, right to the rim. Uh, their perimeter defense has been so much better, but at times they've given up easy shots. But it's the NBA; it's hard to tell. Is that defense? Is that? Is that? warning signs for things to come or is that hey you play in the nba every once in a while um something great um <laughs> something great have a great player does something great um so I, I just don't it's hard to if we're doing that we're going to do more than one podcast podcast this year so to me four no <laughs> if they do this if they play the way they played in these four games i will have zero concerns uh, because no matter what, they're going to be competitive and and uh, they're not going to win every game because someone's going to get red hot and pull a Simons on them. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the truth of the NBA. But I think it's a perfect way to start the season, not just because of the perfect record, but because of the way they've won. I mean, the worst game is the pretty much the first game. You know, it's just gotten kind of better from there. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Tomorrow night against uh, uh you know o always well coached Miami team that is you know I don't 
think Miami's a championship team, but they're definitely a competitive playoff team. Yeah. And they, then they have Memphis next week. Then they got that road trip, Phoenix, Phoenix, Miami again, Charlotte, Pelicans, Dallas. We're going to learn a lot. Uh, you know, Nurk is 53% from the field last year. That 42% is going to come up. The defense, for me, the biggest thing is that, man, the size advantage some of these nights is just blatant. Like last night watching, you know, Josh Hart trying to deal with your reporter who's 6'10", or Aaron uh, Gordon, who's 6'8". You know, it, it's that stuff, I think, is going to catch up to you in a series. Like, I think if they play Denver in a series, I'm betting on Denver because they're Nurkis, or Jokic is going to play that poorly four times and in a series, and their, their size is just, I think, going to wear Portland out. So that's my big thing is that they're still small, uh, but they're scrappy. Um, and then, you know, when, when Peyton comes back, there's plenty of minutes to spread around. As I said, you know, Dane's playing 38. Excuse me, Dane's playing 37. I don't know if you want that. I think you'd like him to be 35. Simon's at 37. You can bring him to 35. Hart's at 38. You can bring him down to 34. So right there, I mean, there's eight minutes I found for him. Uh, Winslow can come down a bit. Nasir can come down a little bit. Uh, Keon's playing 10 a game. So you can find minutes for Peyton. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But well, when he gets back, he gives you a legitimate perimeter stopper. If you're facing a team who's got a guard who's really giving you trouble, you can throw Peyton on him for a little bit. Yeah, and Keon has him. You know, he only played the one game, right? I mean, that's it. Last night was his. Oh yeah, you're right. That's his average. So ten. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't count. Sorry. So good point. Yeah, my my dream of Keon John is apparently not going to happen. I still liked what I saw in the few minutes he played. Keon was first man off the bench for a few preseason games, and then he yeah. got he got the short end of the stick when the regular season started. Here, here's what we learned: we shouldn't have invested much time in discussing the preseason. You can't go back in time. <laughs> But the rotation didn't much matter. <laughs> saying it was just a reason. We kept saying that, you know, we were yeah. like, uh. yeah. but still, I, look, like I told you, I was like, they need to be five and eight after these first 13 games. Billis was even saying growing pains. We're not, we're probably not going to be a top defense, but we can be competitive. Uh, Damian was, was cautiously optimistic. So the, no one, no one knew this was coming. And two of the games, they barely won. Like two of the games, you missed those shots. Yep. You're two and two. Um, so it's four and oh with, you know, we're, you know, we, we got to be a little tempered on this and just, you know, but still bottom line is all the things, most of all the things that we thought they needed to do, they're doing, they're off to a great start. Let's see where things end up at the end of this month after they played all these road games. Might be the only podcast they have a per- perfect record in 4-0. <laughs> we'll see. Gosh, they haven't been 4-0 since 1999. That's amazing. All right. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please leave a five-star rating and a review for the Blazer Focus podcast brought to you by ZoomCare. Tell a friend about ZoomCare. Tell a friend about our podcast so we can keep growing our audience. Hit that subscribe button and we will be back very soon and maybe talking about a 6-0 team. Whoa. Whoa! Can they beat Miami and Houston? And then next week we can talk about them on Monday about they were 6 0. It could happen. We'll see. I'm interested. We'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll find out and talk to you later. Or you'll hear us talk later. Or whatever. I never know how to end these things. Take care. <laughs>